When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Outkick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour across the Outkick network. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us as well. We hope you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit the subscription button. Also ring the bell and know that we go live every day at noon Eastern. And every time we post new content, you can be alerted to that. Pekka Rene announced his retirement today. Made that official at Bridgestone Arena in a press conference that took place about an hour ago. And a career that started uh, where the Predators found him in warm-ups. Uh, he was playing for a team in Helsinki and uh, backing up Nicholas Backstrom. And they found him during warm-ups there. Uh, and 15 years later, we see him as uh, starting and ending a, a career with the Nashville Predators. And it's the biggest retirement announcement since some of the original Tennessee Titans have announced their retirement from pro sports. Uh, we wish him all the best, and one of the legends of the Nashville Predators roster hangs it up, and very likely soon, number 35, will be in the rafters at Bridgestone Arena. I love when someone retires with one team like this and does not. It's up to everyone to play as long as you want, as long as you can. I get that. I don't hold a grudge with someone who does it. But how much more perfect it is that Pekka Rene finishing with the Preds retiring a Nashville Predator, not going to another organization for the final year or two and, and sitting on the bench as a backup goalie for someone else, and to have that moment in the regular season, at the end of the regular season at home, to pitch a shutout and to have that send-off from the crowd, it was too perfect. We all sat there and watched it when it happened and thought, boy, this is the perfect ending, if in fact this is the ending for Pekka Rene playing as a Nashville Predator, and now we know that it is, in fact, was the ending for Pekka Rene. Incredible career. He is top Pred. I don't think yeah. there's any, any doubt about it. Whatever list, we're not going to do Mount Rushmore's of the city or any of that on we this show. We want you to we're, stay awake. We're not lazy. That's, that's the lazy sports talk topic of the day, wherever you go. Um, and whatever list you want to make, whatever you want to say about top Preds, top athletes, top people in sports history in the city of Nashville – Pekka Rene's on that list. There's no doubt about it. He wrote in the Players' Tribune about that last regular season game where, where he won the shutout, and his teammates kind of forced him out to center ice to have that moment with the fans and at Bridgestone Arena that he didn't know then if it was his last game. But his wife and their infant son um, w were there. Um, you know, he got to see his boy through the glass. There's a great picture of, of Pekka, uh, you know, in uniform with his helmet up or off, looking at his boy through the glass, which is kind of a, a heart-tugging uh, moment to, to see a father-son deal, which a lot of athletes is very important to them, right, with, uh, with a young family to have some kind of closure with that idea, you know, that your kid 
has seen you in some way, shape, or, or form, even if he's not old enough to, to, to know it, to, to see that picture. Um, and so he's got the degree of closure he needs. He wrote a very nice, very sentimental, big thank you piece for the Players' Tribune that posted this morning, I think, as the Predators posted their announcement, and then has this press conference that's probably just wrapping up now at Bridgestone Arena, um, where a lot of tribute is being paid to him. And he's worthy of all of that. It's been a pleasure to, to watch him play in this city. He will be the first retired number for that franchise out of the outside of the the twelfth man that they put up or the the extra fan uh, tribute that they put up, and that's great, hardy spot. I, I stopped short of putting up a statue. I think statues are being thrown around a little bit too easily these days. So let's take our time on that. Relish the career. They'll put the number in the rafters, I would imagine, this this season. And I don't have a problem with getting right to that. There should be a big tribute game, Pecorine Day, um, and, and they'll raise that banner, and it'll be another fantastic moment for this franchise. And they really do now uh, move into a new era. Even though he was on the bench last season, his presence is still a big deal for this franchise. And minus that, they really have some distance to cover in terms of replacing that level of presence. Well, it's you're right. It is the end of an era, and it's, it is that simplistic but because of what he's meant. He, he's been the best player for the Preds for the most part. For the bulk of his career. For, for the majority of the seasons where he was starting in goal. And, and while the transition took place last year where UC Saros was the number one goaltender, uh, it's, it's going to be extremely hard to replace – the, the fantastic hockey player, he's the ultimate competitor behind the scenes. He's, he's, he's a guy who would throw the, his equipment around and get really upset, but he's also one of the nicest guys you would ever come in contact with and one of the best teammates. I, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Pecorine uh, off the ice, period. And it, that, that he had the it quality in both on and off the ice. And the, the, the story of finding him in a, in a warm-up where the scout wrote down, he's mobile, athletic, and great size, most impressive, energy, drive, and sportsmanship. They watched him as he warmed up, backing up Nicholas Backstrom, who was getting the start. And they found him in the last pick of the eighth round of the 2004 draft. And he turns into a player that will go down as the best player we've ever seen, wearing a, a Preds uniform. He's, right now, he's in the Hall of Great. Um, he's right on the cusp of the, the, the Hockey Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people uh, that he played against and his peers that could ultimately keep him out. But the qualifications are, are right up there with the best of them for, for Pecorine. Throughout his career, he won the Vesna Trophy. Uh, they, they won the President's Trophy. They won a Western Conference Final. Uh, went to the Stanley Cup Final. And I thought the best part of the Players' Tribune post that he sent, and we'll, we'll show it and read it to you. He said, the whole run was such a blur, it was so much fun. I remember driving to the rink during the finals against Pittsburgh and seeing the thousands and thousands of fans in the street. It just made me so proud to be a part of this team. And look, it didn't go our way at the end, but when I think about that series and how close we were, I don't have any regrets. Does it still hurt? Do I still think about it often? Yeah, I'm human, 
but I know I gave everything. We gave everything. And then he finishes his thoughts on that cup run by saying, you have to remember the franchise had waited 19 years for a Stanley Cup final. I had been in net for 12 of those years. I knew what that series meant to all of us. We didn't raise the cup, but we turned Nashville into a hockey town. And they absolutely did. And he was the heartbeat of hockey town. Props to you, Pekka, uh, going out on your terms here. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you had the night and the send-off that you did from Bridgestone Arena, where not only did you get to skate around and, and thank everyone, you played awesome. I mean, uh, it, was a, it was a poetic finish to what has been a great, great career. And the Player Tribune piece that he wrote for his farewell to Nashville uh, in the NHL was terrific. Uh, that was a great part of it. He also talked about that Stanley Cup run and said the series he'll always remember as kind of the defining moment of, of maybe his career of what makes he thought that team so special was the sweep of Chicago oh. in round one. He talked about how, you know, seven of ten of national analysts picked the Blackhawks to, to sweep the Preds. And I like how he wrote, he said, and someone was swept in that series and it wasn't us. Uh, and he said that kind of summed things up for me. I, I, I thought it was terrific. Also told a funny story about coming over from Finland in 2005 and said the Finnish fashion of the day was tight jeans with holes that were ripped up in it, big tennis shoes, and uh, bright colored t-shirts with a bunch of logos on them. And he said he got invited to dinner by a Pred scout and his wife. He comes downstairs in the hotel, he said he's got huge white tennis shoes on, these ripped up jeans, and a pink t-shirt on with a bunch of logos. And the scout looked at him and just said, do you have anything else you can wear to go to dinner? And he said, I think he took me to a Gap, Gap. and uh, bought in Canada and bought him some clothes to wear to a nice dinner. Uh, and he said that sort of sums things up with the family that he was a part of uh, with the Preds. So. It's a nicely uh, parallel piece, too, where he talked about uh, Van Beesbrook being his favorite goalie and him writing uh, and uh, Van Beesbrook all the time, getting stuff back from Van Beesbrook and having posters. And then you see Soros telling him as they met that he had a P.E.K.K.A. post. Well, and that he watched him on YouTube also. But he also said the moment that a guy trying to take your job tells you that, it's time to move on. (laughs) He said, you see the real deal, but when a guy comes in and says, I grew up watching you and had a poster on the wall, you know that your time is probably up, that that you've played that long. Um, I mean, look, a terrific career, great guy. Is he planning on moving back to Finland? I know he's he going, goes there in the offseason. He's going there for the summer. Then he says he's back in Nashville. They, his family, he and his wife just built a, uh, or fiance just built a massive home here. Um, so so I, I, would not, I would not time, be surprised if if he if he does split some time. Summer. And I also there. would not be surprised if if there is some job for him in the organization. Yeah, if he's going to live here, and and I ask that because it, it, how cool it's going to be when you can bring Pecorine back to. You know, wave the towel, wave the towel. before a playoff series. Uh, when oh, they I think show it's more him, than that. When I they think show, him, show a, him in a press box yeah. or up in the booth with David Poyle. Yeah, well, if I mean, if he's working for the organization, absolutely. But even if he's not, just having his presence there. I mean, he mentioned this team's going to win a Stanley Cup, and I'm going to be there yeah. to see it uh, when it happens. Um, I, I just think having a guy like that that is going to be the legend for your team, yeah. that's even whether it's working for the organization or just in this city, that can come back and be a part of things is going to be really cool. I always imagine, uh, you know, we all kind of 
especially as a kid, dream of, of that athletic career. But as I've covered guys, I, I just think of how hard it would be. A guy like that, no matter how much Finland has the pull as home, after you've had that career in this city, to leave it has to be incredibly hard. So you talk about building the home here, and I could, I could totally see uh, the gravitational pull of both. I, I would think at worst he splits time. You know, and maybe summers well, in Finland and, and is here during the season or a large part of the season. Well, I, I think we should point out uh, the organization has known about this since the end of March, early April. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion that he was, he was retiring. Now, retiring from the NHL, because we had the discussion back during the Preds playoff run about the future and Europe. would he go play for Finland? Would he go play in Finland in front of his home country, in front of fans and family? Finnish. Uh, doesn't sound like he's doing that. Finnish in Finland. Doesn't sound like he's doing that because the uh, what he said today in his press conference was he's taking some time off uh, and he was making the decision of whether or not to return as the backup goaltender here or be done with hockey altogether. It, those were the only two options for him. And that that leads me to, th this is a different type of pressure now for UC Soros. Because while he's already faced the pressure of being the number one guy, and he's, he's that guy now, you don't have your countrymen next to you to lean on. You don't have the presence of, of Pecorine to lean on. Pecorine, was extremely classy about the whole situation. He was great for UC Soros. And now there's a different pressure with that because the expectation is the Preds are going to be in a spot where they need to go overpay for a backup veteran goaltender for a one-year contract and try to bridge the gap for the youth to catch up to the backup spot. And where is UC at that point? That I, We're headed into a new era with him. They've anointed him as the future, and, and he's played like that. But he now doesn't have Pekka to lean on and help him through this process. And he now is the guy that you're bringing in someone else that wants to be the starter, right? You know, he's like, yeah. But I think, Pekka, you, I think you know. Yeah, he's definitely the here, guy. You know. And just like Pekka was the guy when Soros came on originally also. Right. And he knows that going in. But you're right in that it's just a different dynamic. You know, not everyone, UC Soros probably is not going to handle things like that as well as Pecorine did. Because there's only one Pecorine, right? Every dynamic's different when you have someone else that's your backup goalie. And now we're going to see that uh, with UC Soros. But um, it's... Well, I mean, the, think about this. Like, we, we, we don't hate the fact that Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't like looking over his shoulder when they make the, the draft pick for Jordan Love. Pekka could have acted that way too, throughout the throughout. I mean, he's the superstar of the of the team. He's the guy. He's the franchise. He could have been a lot more vocal and disgruntled about it and been more upset. I'm sure he was upset behind the scenes, but he he, he didn't let that on. I, I thought he was excellent, and he was pure class, like he's been throughout his career. And 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 we would expect no less from that. Biggest retirement for the city since who? Since McNair. which player? Well, and McNair retired as a, a Raven, Still so it's, it's, it's very different. I, that's a good he question. He's coming back to Nashville. and I mean, uh, McNair and Eddie are the two comparable guys. Neither of them finished as, as tight, but he's with them. It's hard to think of the – I'll be totally honest here. I mean, it's, you're right. I mean, I, 
McNair, Eddie are the two that I'd and put in the same breath as Pecorine, but I can't think of the Titan that would even approach this that retired as a Titan. There's not a guy who Keith Bullock went on to the Giants at the end of his career. I can't think of a guy well, who spent the entire career as a Titan. Wycheck. That's uh, it. Yeah, that, maybe that's it. Frank Wycheck. You have to go back to that. It's been a it's been but a while. Wycheck was point. also look as beloved and um, f- pretty friendly with Frank. A terrific player, but he's a different kind of player than Pekka in that he's more the self-made man, overachiever type of player. Um, whereas Rene is more, is better in a, in a different kind of way. Had more of the tools, right, you know, um, than, than, than Frank did. Different, different. As beloved in his, in his time, I would say, for sure. I mean, the, the equivalent of Pekka Pekka is the, to put it in football terms, Pekka is the quarterback of the Nashville Predators for a long time. I mean, it would take uh, Steve McNair playing 17 years only with the Titans and then retiring to be the football equivalent of that. Also, a football player player doesn't reduce to a backup on his way out. There's no slow downturn, right? When, When you're done as a football player, you're out, generally speaking. Um, especially amongst the Titans that we're talking about. There's no downshift well, into a backup role. You know, Neil O'Donnell was, had no, the, that kind of career trajectory, but he's not a Titan per se. His peak was in Pittsburgh. Well, there's no, there's no shift to a backup role because that player goes on to start for another team that's desperate for that position. Right. Um, so, but Pekka could have done that, right? Yeah. Well, he did it last year. Oh, I'm saying he could have gone to another team this year. Oh, yes, and and been a viable um, contender it, for a starting job. Because anyway. he is extremely competitive. Like, don't get that yeah. twisted either. He's not just content taking a step back and being a backup. But um, I think what Chad pointed out about the, the duration of, of staying with one, one organization, I, and Paul, what you said about what he wrote, where it was just too perfect of a, of a final night, I think that weighed on him. During yeah, this discussion. And, and he even said, you know, talking with his wife about it, his wife Erica about it, that it's not this is not a physical thing. He physically feels good. Yeah, and he could still do it. He had a shutout in his final game that he was in net. So I, I really think this is a it's not an emotion based decision, but the emotion of that night played into the decision. And I think that's he wanted to be a Nashville Predator. He wanted to retire as a Nashville Predator. It all, as you said, Hutton, it felt too perfect with the way it ended at Bridgestone Arena and that send-off from the fans. He's going to be a part of this community the rest of his life. He's still a young guy. He's got a six-month-old son. That's a key He's thing. got a, 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 a change of lifetime. He doesn't want to yeah. drag around a, a young wife or fiancé and a baby to go compete for a starting job in a new environment when he's had a comfortable life here. And uh, I think, like we said, we all respect a guy making a choice on his own terms when he can make it. Instead of letting somebody well, else choose it, he also you Hutton, you brought up the possibility is he going to work for the organization? You know, be on the payroll doing something. He strikes me as a guy. Even if he decides to go that route, he's not going to go to another team. No. You know, this isn't a I'm going to go take an assistant GM job or a scout's job with some other organization. He would only do that job for the Preds. Mm-hmm. He would not be interested in working for another organization. He really does strike me as that type of person. He's going to be hard to replace, even as a backup, because every point matters. 
and they're going to rotate goaltenders at some point during the season. Uh, the NHL plans on going back to the, the regular division schedules and lineups and, and rotation. Um, and w when you think about what the backup meant, meant this year to the Preds, where every point literally mattered to get in, uh, and where we would assume you're battling for a wild card, um, it's tough. It, it's, a, it's a big decision to make on who that person's going to be. Uh, in this league, you can't get by with a terrible goaltender. You can if you're Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is able to get by with a terrible backup goaltender. Um, the Preds are not Tampa Bay. So whoever they bring in, that's, that's a big part of their offseason. Because when Pekka was in net, he gave you a chance. And there are some teams out there, when the backup's in, bet the over. Chad, Carter Hutton, unrestricted free agent. Uh, I think a reunion with another Hutton in this city would be uh, great news. Uh, the I have no idea what he did in Buffalo. The cousin's been here once. The Jonathan's cousin's been cousin. here once. He cousin, split, he split cousin, starting time. Cousin, auntie. <laughs> no, no, no auntie. Yeah. Hey, cousin. Only a cuz. Um, who else is available? I have no idea. I just oh. went quickly to look at him to see uh, if your guy is a possibility. Because <laughs> I remember somebody saying something about that maybe during our hiatus. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, we will look and discuss further. Uh, he's only seven years experience, Carter Hutton. I felt like he was older than that. So he's still viable age-wise for sure after three years with the Sabres. If it's not Trevor Simeon, it could be Carter Hutton. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Either a look-alike or a sound-alike. Oh. Uh, you've got some old guys who are free agents at the top of the goalie market. Tuka Rask I... is 34. Frederick Anderson, uh, 31. Okay. Devin Dubnik, Again, I'm, I'm 35. thinking one-year contract. Yeah. Bridge the gap. Well, that's what I'm saying. You've got some guys into their 30s that have been longtime yep. starters yep. somewhere else, like Tuka Rask in Boston, that you could bring in on a one-year contract. Uh, while we are discussing the, the, the Preds and the story, and I don't, I'm not making this about the Preds, just the concept here, because all organizations do this from time to time. Do you guys like the email with the major announcement at 11 a.m. or whatever time they're announcing the following no, day? It's dumb. And and then o only to announce it the following morning as to what it is. It's dumb in that you alert the media to go dig for something. And you allow yourself to potentially get beat. Now, they didn't, but they could. They set all of the NHL media up. Everyone Not everybody what knows was. what it is, but you also set yourself up to go get somebody. Look, Players Tribune knows. Sure. Right? Yeah. So this is written. So there are people there who know. Somebody could leak it from there. Uh, you know, th there are enough people that know that it could potentially get leaked. You set yourself up to get your toes stepped on. Did they announce that they had a major announcement when Fisher was retiring? Uh... Chad should remember because Chad broke that Fisher was No, retired. Chad broke that he was coming out of retirement. Chad, yeah. oh, did they yeah. announce that they had a major announcement the day that he was coming out of retirement? I think they did. They may have done that, yeah. I think they did. Because I think that set you to look well, for what the announcement was. I said major they said major announcement and press conference we'll coming later you know, that colleges, day. Maybe. Colleges sometimes do this, right, where, where you, you set an announcement and it, uh, it can be major news, maybe it's minor, it, but there, there's no details to it. Uh, as to why you want to tune in, and you know, it it was obvious what it was when they said they were going to televise it. They're not putting negative news on Bally Sports, uh, 
Um, and they wanted to do this the right way, so they carried it live, and they, they should carry it live on Valley Sports. Um, I don't know. I just when I, when I read through it, I'm thinking, is this does this make sense, or am I reading too much into I it? I just don't understand why you don't just break the news if you if you if you're so inclined to break the news, break well, the news with the announcement, and say we're going to have a big press conference tomorrow with Pecorini. I don't know why you need the two announcements. The big announcement tomorrow. And there goes Chad on the two orders. Why the, the two orders? Why, why the two orders with that? Just go ahead and announce what it is and say we have a what big press conference. I'll tell you one thing they wouldn't have done. I, if this I don't was, like it. Let me give, can I give an example of why sure. I don't like it? Because right now at the front page of ESPN.com and CBSSports.com, they have nothing on Pekka Rene's retirement. Nothing. This is because they watered this is it the down best story, with the suspense. The, 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 the best story, the back story of how they found him. The career that he had, Vesna Trophy winner, one of the top goaltenders of his career, of his span, of his generation, um, and, and again in the Hall of Very Good. How about on their hockey pages? I don't care about the hockey page. This is a this is a national front page story on the one of the slowest news days of the year. I don't think it and, is. And and it's you don't think Pecorino's retirement is a national story? I don't. Uh, it it might be the bottom of the stack. But right now, well, that's, right that's now, a bad CBS news Sports, for the NHL because he's a top page, twenty goalie all time. Front page: Former Steelers linebacker retires at twenty eight after six NFL seasons, and it's Anthony Ciccolo. They have Anthony Ciccolo's retirement, and nothing about Pekka Rene. Now that, that goes to my point yeah. as why you don't put it out there and tell everyone what's happening. Yeah. Well, the Athletic has third story down: Preds goalie, goaltender Pekka Rene retires after fifteen NHL. And seasons. they've got a dedicated Predators right. writer. <laughs> Right, so that's yeah. part of it. Vingen had a story ready to go because he knew well, what was up, and so as soon as it's confirmed, he puts it out, which is a much better system than they're using here at CBS. What's ESPN got? CBS would be the least likely to me to cover hockey well. well Wouldn't you agree? ESPN is letting everyone know that the Pelicans are, are working on uh, progress with assistant coach Willie Green. Um, Kepka is talking to Shambo. Uh, the Alex IOC Gibbs president dies. slips up and refers to Japanese as Chinese. Um, Khabib on Conor McGregor and the ex-Pirates first baseman to start, to start over. Well, I've got different on my top headlines. I've got uh, Warriors not an option for the Washington football team. Mingo's lawyer scolds Falcons. Alex Gibbs dies. Clark faces felony weapons charges for you're the You're underneath Chiefs. the NFL tab. You're, you're rereading straight NFL headlines. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we, know, uh, we know one area where the Preds would not have tipped their hand, and that's if this press conference was to announce an anthem singer. <laughs> there is no way in hell that they would have allowed that to happen and saying we have a major announcement tomorrow uh. because then someone like me would have, would have gotten the story. Here's the other thing I think about all this. Who cares if someone breaks your story? I, I, don't, I don't know why people are so hard up if you're an organization to have someone break a story that's, that's good. It's not even a negative story. Who cares if someone finds out? Well, so just, let that's why I say it. just announce it all at once. Let Pekka break let it. Let Pekka break it through the player's And then as he breaks it, say, we've got a big press conference tomorrow with Pekka Rene. Yeah, just Becca, do it all let at him once. Break it. Let him Pull break off it the on the, on, the, uh, on the Players' Tribune. I agree. He's third on ESPN's NHL stories behind uh, <laughs> the Canadians making Ducharme head coach after final run. And the Wild buying out longtime stars Parisian Suter. I, I mean, it, I don't think a lot of people in the hockey world are shocked by the announcement of the retirement, but it's a big story. Well, there are plenty of stories. Especially there on are July plenty 13th. Of stories. 
there are plenty of stories that are known that when they become official or headlines again oh, yeah. at places like ESPN and CBS that annoy me NFL-wise, and they, they don't hesitate to do it. So that's not a reason. But I, I'm just reading through it. I'm thinking, is this, you know, it's part of the reason because you just say there's a, a major announcement with no details as to what it is until the morning of. The fourth story, Just, just a quick question that I had. Fourth story, unsurprising. Stanley Cup dented amid Lightning's boat parade. Saw that coming after the Never treatment, get it treatment fixed. of the Lombardi. These Never the, fix the dent. These are the hazards of a boat parade. There's a lot of good benefits to a boat parade and things getting dented. Did they toss it? What, does it dent it during oh, a toss? I'm, I'm sure they offered it to Brady. To they it. offered Brady to show up in Tampa and toss the trophy. He's busy somewhere, not Tampa, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, 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 I think he was considering it when they asked him. That would be cool as hell. It would have got them. It would have got them a lot of attention. Brady doesn't strike me as a guy who's passing up a lot of parties this, this day. I mean, that, this guy's got a lot to celebrate. He's not in Foxborough. He's got a lot to celebrate, even though he lost the match with Phil Mickelson. The guy still has a lot to celebrate. Hang with us. We're coming to the Tennessee Power Hour across Outkick 360. Time to make it rain for the Daily Parlay Outkick 360 and FanDuel.com slash OK360. That's the website to go to to sign up if you don't already have FanDuel and the app. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Uh, Otani did not win the Home Run Derby. The parlay goes to PK. Uh, yeah, so all-star game tonight with Otani starting and Scherzer starting. I expect spin rates to be up. Um, and I'm going zero runs in the first inning at the hands of these two fine pitchers. USA Basketball coming off two terrible uh, losses, and we talked about Argentina having gotten pounded also by Nigeria. Go ahead and put that in the mashup. USA giving 18.5 recovers tonight, we pray, against Argentina. USA minus 18 and a half, zero runs in the first inning of the All-Star game, plus 341, $5 returns 2206. Uh, two positives here uh, off of this parlay. First, uh, Paul's not forcing us to keep up with the All-Star game for very long. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's right. We yep. get in, we get out. Big if we positive. want to stick, stick with it, we can. Um, it's great. You're welcome. Um, also, USA and Argentina, if they win, we should win the bet. If they lose, this man right here to my left, Chad Withrow. Go on. Coming in on fire. Not, not, not coming in on a fire. He will lose it on Twitter tonight. And I, I cannot wait to read that if USA is now 0-3 in exhibitions out of the shoot. Chad, on your way home, Are you, gonna you join should the, stop at Home Depot, get a pitchfork and a torch in case. I, I on your will, way, so you're you ready. should join if, the Zoom press conference tonight with Popovich. If by chance, <laughs> yes. I'll, uh, Get credential. Me. Yes, Chad Withrow without Kate 360 has a question. Uh, will you please retire would be my question. Um, if by chance Team USA loses to a terrible Argentina team tonight, I will come in tomorrow and make my case to be the new coach of Team USA basketball and why I should replace Greg Popovich if that happens. But, Paul, I like the bet. I don't think it happens tonight. I think uh, there is a bounce back. And I think hopefully they've been properly shamed by me and a lot of other of people. And they sick. come back and take some personal pride. And they take out some frustration on a bad Argentina team. And then we're going to win that bet. Every parlay looks good to me. It's amazing how when I see it up on the screen, you know, Lance and Jacob pop it up there. And I'm like, see the looks dollar like, signs Looks like eyes. a winner. Yeah, I just never, 
I guess I'm an, I'm an optimistic guy, but I don't look at any of these parlays that we've played and thought, that's a loser. Every time I think it's I a I thought winner. these last two nights would slow me down a little bit, but... Nope. Nope. British Open, I'm way ahead of everyone. <laughs> right back in, baby. Right back in. Somehow I wasn't even positive this was the British Open. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I, need nonetheless, to to I've picked several winners. Jacob, uh, Jacob Swanson, very good on golf, golf betting. betting also. So I would talk to him about your bets for this tournament. Well, so far I've just thrown down a buck on four long shots to win. Uh, I thought I just had for, for the Preds and Preds fans. Now that Pekka has announced his retirement official, Arvey's traded. Pekka's no longer there. Who is the unequivocal fan favorite? Yossi. It, is it, I mean, is Yossi by default? Yes. It's got to be Yossi, but I still, it's hard for me to see Yossi as a fan favorite guy. Uh, but he's a fan favorite because he's good. You know what I mean? I think it could be. And, and hockey be, fans are very accepting of very mellow personality. Could be Forsberg at some point, but I, I would probably lean Roman Yossi at this point. I thought you were going to ask, what does David Reed do now? Does oh, he even no. go to Preds games anymore? Arvey's gone. Well, that's still to be Packer Rene's gone. <laughs> Is Lindsay going to even want to go watch the Preds anymore with this group that's left behind after those two superstars are out? <laughs> that's the question. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's not who it should be. It should be Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson. Yes. It's not. No. And uh, it would take a lot for either of them to get there. I mean, a lot. Like, well, one's not we're be talking. Uh, they, they're they're going to pay Seattle to take Duchesne. Take, yeah, let's hope so. Um, Duchesne, it's, it's disappointing from a fan favorite standpoint because he was the guy personality-wise oh, coming oh, in. Oh, and when they got him, country music, like, this is it. Wanted to be a part of the, the whole scene in Nashville. He was visiting Nashville. Even when he wasn't a predator, well, and he was also work out. in the hockey world. He was, and, and there there have been other free agent signings, but he was the guy who openly said, "That's where I want to go, that's where I want to be." It's supposed and to be magic, and they didn't make it. It work. was not. Both, it has not been that. Both sides, but I mean, he's number one at fault. He hasn't produced. He's not worth the. He's not worth the salary. He's not worth the effort. Um, and and I, I think he's got an attitude that trickles into the rest of the team with his talk of puck luck and his excuse making, and, and all of that stuff. He's not a guy that's contagious in a good way for this team or this franchise. I, I could honestly see David Reed becoming a Seattle Kraken fan. He's a huge fan of the logo, huge fan of the the uniform. Everybody the scheme. is. Uh, I could I could see that maybe happening <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Kraken. Kraken well, or the Kings. The, lo the longer the Preds go without responding to our emails also, maybe the more likelihood, the higher chance that David well, Reed David becomes Reed's a Kraken fan. David Reed's not going fan. anywhere. He wants a pack of statue tomorrow. Maybe maybe uh, the Kraken will pay him the way the Preds pay certain fans to show up and attend games. Um, can we talk about statues just for a minute? I've raised it earlier. Let's one? go. Who, you, would you see I just, one? Is it weird that I just don't care? Like the Nick Saban hubbub over the statue, the Tim Tebow statue. I just, I've never stopped at a statue and given <laughs> two bleeps about the statue around a sporting event. Are you Babe Ruth? The only statue, statue I've ever posed with was when I was in Chicago. This was 2006. I was in Chicago. Went to the United Center. The Jordan. Just to see the Michael Jordan statue and took one picture with the Jordan statue. I've never posed with another statue. I don't care. The Preds could erect seven statues all around Bridgestone Arena, and I would not care. I would hope we would spend very little time talking about the 
erection of the statue. That's what I would Mash hope. Mashup. Johnny United. Uh, the, the most statues I've seen. We're talking about erections on this show, but it's not statues, damn it. It's my Dr. <laughs> Hank. That's what we talk about on this show. Those are the only erections I care about. Uh, I think you're, you're very familiar with Baltimore, right? Yeah. Because we walk up to the stadium there. Yes. So yes. there's a nice United statue. They've got a Ray Lewis statue. And they've got a Ray Lewis. I'm against the Ray Lewis statue. United coming out of the tunnel. United to me is is worthy of a statue. Then they have a, several at uh, at at Camden Yards. Yep. Um, I- including Ripken, mm-hmm. who I would say is, is that kind of worthy guy based on a, a monumental accomplishment. But to me, it's a Cal Ripken statue that's also a statue that celebrates like showing up to work every day. So it's it's a symbolic like statue of him, but to his accomplishment. And his accomplishment is something to be proud of, a guy who showed up to work every day. You know, I just think there's got to be a real high bar for a statue. And people now throw it around. I just, but it's a statue. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a work of art. Like, it's not, it's not the Holy Bible. Like, I don't care. It's, and this is not me saying that I disagree with Reed that he doesn't deserve a statue. I just don't care. I care. I think that you should, it's fine to wait, you know, wait a year, wait a couple of years, then have the statue for Pekka Rene or whoever you want. I've just never gotten worked Who's up over a statue. Who's the best athlete in the history of the city of Nashville? So I guess that, ex- I mean, TSU that includes. So is there a statue of Wilma Rudolph? Yes. There's a statue of Wilma Rudolph, but I believe it's in Clarksville. All right. I think. But I'd put up a statue. I mean, she's the greatest athlete maybe in the history of the, of the city. Who are the greatest athletes in the history of the city? Well, I don't know that Pekka Rene. Yes, he is. The greatest athlete in the history of the city? Yeah, he is right there. He's among he's among the list, Uh, and he's also you know uh, the other thing to factor in is he played for the Preds who run the arena. (laughs) That's where the statue would go. I understand. I just think these things. I would put up statues of people in time, in time. Banners, I see, but a statue to me is for twenty years after your. To their credit, and they're going to do this. We we know they're going to do this. To their credit, they did not announce that they're retiring the number or the jersey today. Which is good by them because they're the kind of organization that would, I would imagine, jumping too quickly. Like I would have seen them passing out little banner things today at the press conference. Yeah, or um, you know, I, I also wouldn't have been against it though if they knew about this for a month and they planned to surprise Pecorino with it on his retirement, and you. You do the unveiling there, and well, you, you got to do it with fans. You raise the banner. You got to do it. Well, with you fans. do. You could do it with the fans too, but you know it's Jersey retirement night when the fans show up. Is my point. This would be the announcement that you're doing it, and you show what you're going to raise to the to the rafters. Well, look, um, I, he's definitely a number retirement guy. I have no problem with that, and I have no problem with that in relatively short order. For me, a statue should be. A, a, a long distance time, like historical. You look see it back. as memorial. It's so after not, someone passes. Not necessarily after you pass, but as an old gray man coming back for twenty fifth anniversary or something like that. Not nothing's not a given, Paul. Split. You know, we could all go any minute. So yeah, well, that'd if be you want it done while he's alive. You gotta do it as quick as possible. That'd be unfortunate. Uh, by the way, I'm looking right now at the Wilma Rudolph statue in Clarksville. Is it nice? It's uh, it's a nice statue. Yeah. Again, not posing with it. But don't don't care. You guys are forgetting one important. Uh, go ahead, Lance. Yeah, go ahead, Lance. Lance Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're you're forgetting one important important sporting statue. Put yourself on camera, Lance. It's oh yeah, 
the most asymmetric statue wow. in history. It's terrible. Look at it. There's like a touch of Ronaldo. There's enough Ronaldo in there that you know it's Ronaldo. But you it do? is terrible. <laughs> you know, but based on the facial features, you know that's Ronaldo? I, I mean, think of the eyes, maybe. Ronaldo's actual it's face. It's so disproportionate. It's so off-kilter. Ronaldo's no. actual it's face like looks a, like more granite it's like than a, the statue. It's like a cubist. It, it's kind of like a Ronaldo meets Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it really is. It's so bad. It got made so much fun of, I can't believe that so they didn't abandon it. So you know how, like, in, in ancient Rome, the Caesars, if they didn't like the way their face looked, the, the statue would not the resemble them whatsoever. They would look much more handsome in the uh, statue. This, this is, is the, the exact one. opposite. Yeah. This is what those Caesars actually look yeah. like We're on the left. We're jealous of this guy. We're going to make him look like yeah. a cartoon. <laughs> Ronaldo... Uh, <laughs> What I see in that is that Ronaldo hooked up with the sculptor's girlfriend. And that was, this is the resulting statue that happened. He's like, he's really not that good looking. Yeah. And this was, this was his interpretation. You hooked of up with this guy? Yeah. Hey, we're going we're gonna, to uh, have a, a statue commission for Lance Lee, who hustled over here, uh, had a business meeting this morning. Your hair looks spectacular. You were, you were not expected to be here today, Lance, and you made it. Uh, not just made it to the show, made it with a little time to spare before we even started. How fast were you driving to get to Blackbird? Believe it or not, I went over the speed limit today. Oh, well done. Nice. Well done. Uh, Lance Lee and Jakob Swanson making it happen. David Reed, the chairman of the board. We wrap up OutKick 360 next across the OutKick network. Hang with us. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network, live from Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee, Blackbird Studios. And the Blackbird Academy, which is right next door to where we sit right here. Nine world-class studios, over 14,000 square feet of rehearsal space. And you can go to school at Blackbird Academy. You can go and receive hands-on experience to be a studio engineer, audio engineer in-house or on the road, you can learn that trade and that craft, that talent from the very best and the very best music studio in town, state-of-the-art, world-class studio, Blackbird Studios and theblackbirdacademy.com. All right, question I'm thinking last night during Home Run Derby. If one of the bats breaks, any of them, they're corked or uncorked? <laughs> I think uncorked. I think probably uncorked. I know that they use the humidor in uh, in Colorado. They didn't obviously last night. So the balls were very dry as opposed to normally playing games there. So they were getting extra distance uh, on the home runs for that reason. Um, I think probably uncorked because it they're either every player is using <coughs> a cork bat or none of them are because it, because of the money at stake. But. I also don't think Major League Baseball would really care. No, I mean, they want more home runs, so they, and especially in this event. It's the home run derby. Well, the, the fact that Alonzo shows up with a painted bat and it's, very, it's made for him, like that, that, when I see him showing that bat off, I'm immediately thinking, especially made for the home run derby. I didn't hear a lot of details about the customization of the bat um, because I was flipping through the two broadcasts and so the conversation. So what, what did he say? say about it? Was it simply a painted up version of his bat? He had a he had a, an artist that he gave a shout out to. It was awesome. It looked great. Um, and a good, I'm having a playful conversation here. I'm not accusing anybody, but I, I thought about it. it. It's 
he said that there were, they had painted different bats for different stages of his career and, and what it symbolized. And so he used it in the first round. He was asked if he's going to switch to the other ones that he brought. And he said, well, they're, they're here, but I'm, he said, I'm not superstitious, I'm little-stitious. So I'm going to stick with the bat that I just used, and then I'll swap them up if I need to. Uh, but that got me thinking, like, uh, and it's not just it's not just Pete Alonzo. It would be all of them. When I when I see all these guys hitting the triple deck at Coors Field, like, where where is that one hit per year in a regular game? It's a, I mean, it's they're a, not hitting the the Coors Light sign in in the regular season. Well, they're not hitting batting practice pitching either. Yeah, that they and, know it's going to be dead center pitching like his pitcher provided him so consistently last night. I'm not even it's, mentioning, I'm, I mean, Otani's the one that hit it, yeah. not, it's not, a, not it's, Alonso. It's a fair question. I think they're probably not using a cork bat, but who knows? I mean, I, if you can get away with it and it gives you an advantage, then, you know, why, why not, I, just, I guess, if you're trying to win a million dollars by your first prize. I wonder what the modern version of corking is, because I'm sure it's yeah, gotten better since Greg Nettle's bat came apart and uh, little rubber balls came out. I just remember being in high school. In high school, you could pop off the top of the the metal bat, and there was just a little bit of room to add some extra materials to it to give your bat a little more bounce. May I uh, tell you guys why I'm upset right now? We've we've reached the end of the show, and uh, I got a haircut yesterday. And Lance Lee is always the first one to acknowledge my haircut. No one's and not once has he said anything at all about my haircut. He came in a little late and he got right to work. Yeah. I think that's why he Lance had to get David Reed out of his seat examine, and then he got to work. Didn't but, examine uh, you the way. So really, this is the first time in show history where I've gotten a haircut. And damn it, if Lance Lee did not notice the haircut. Lance, your thoughts? I didn't get to gaze upon you as you walked into okay. the room, you know, coming in late. Yeah, I had a lot of stuff to set up. So I think that was it. I do think you look very handsome. See, I think Thank Lance you. is the I hair star of the day the because he's got his hair pulled back in the tightest <laughs> ponytail that he's worn. And he, I see your face yeah. and you look aglow. So to make Chad even more miserable, I'm not only going to not acknowledge your hair, I'm going to say that Lance is the hair star. Move right on to Lance's looks today. Lance looks fantastic today. Impressive. It's a powerful face that Lance Lee has. It would be an amazing statue. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. If if they could keep if they could keep it, uh, you know, kind of even and parallel instead of uh, cubist. I want the sloth version. (laughs) We need to, so for those unfamiliar with Nashville, there's a statue Musica uh, around Music Row. It's beautiful. Music Circle. And uh, I think Spirit whenever Jacob's ready, he retires the, the horse t-shirt and we place that on Musica downtown as a symbol of gratitude to the city that hosts Outkick 360. Do you know the also statue? Also as a symbol to horse. <laughs> you know the statue? They're, they're naked An people dancing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So you being <laughs> they call it musica naked if if a certain musica. drug participation so drove you that would be a more appropriate thing for somebody hot needing to shed their clothes because of an acid trip rather than coming to my house go to musica and dance well and this is this statue Jacob they actually put Preds uh, jerseys on it the yeah. playoffs they put Titans gear on it depending on the time of year so if we just get your one whores T shirt that could be <laughs> start a trend yeah. Hutton and I met the Stanley Cup. An offering to the gods Musica. of Musica. Or, or, uh, or Jacob, the, the shirt you're wearing today is 
What what are you wearing today? Oh, it's the Electric Fetus. The, the electric, electric Fetus, fetus. another great fetus. band. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually the oh. record store I worked Oh, it's a record store. Rest in peace, it closed over uh, uh, the pandemic. Did you get any uh, Was memorabilia it by the feds? outside of the shirt? <laughs> 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 we are back at it tomorrow. Primary complaint returns tomorrow. You can email yours in. Uh, you could participate, 360 at outkick.com. 360 at outkick.com. We, we welcome videos, audio, write an email and let us know your complaint. We'll put it on a graphic for you. Uh, any way you want to participate, you can do it. You can also send it in on Twitter at outkick360. 360 at outkick.com. Don't block the box. Do like the locks. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.